Hey guys and welcome to another podcast with me and Mosa. So Mosa, what are we going to talk about today? Do you want to become president of the United States? Well, yeah, we are going to talk about how you could achieve that. Hey guys, welcome back. Me and Mosa just need a little break. To be continued, we're going to talk about the three requirements to becoming a president, and the main stages of becoming the president, and finally how powerful the president really is. So Mosa, what are the three requirements to becoming a president? Well, the first requirement is that you have to be a natural born citizen of the United States and the second requirement is that you have to be at least 35 years old and the third requirement is that you have to have lived in the United States for at least 14 years yeah so what you think about the first uh, requirement that you have to yeah been born in the United States what you think Uh, I actually disagree with that requirement I think Mm -hmm. that I think that uh, if you have lived in the United States for 14 years, you could be the president. I don't think you have to have lived. I don't think you have to have born, have to been born in the United States, yeah. because uh, you know not everyone can uh, be born by will. Yeah. Um, but I actually agree with the um, 35 years old. I think yeah, that's a fair. Ar- uh, I think that's a fair uh, requirement. Obviously, when you're 35 years old, um, you're fully matured uh, mm. man, man or woman. You have not a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, a lot of political experience with yeah. these kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, I actually agree with that. So that's yeah. fair. Uh, so do I actually. So, Blairon, would you like to tell us some of the main stages to becoming a president? Yep, I'd love to. Uh, of course, there are many people who want to become the president. And people with similar ideas usually belong to the same political party. And the two main political parties in the United States is the Republican and the Democratic Party. Uh, candidates campaign around the country and compete to try to win their party's nomination. In caucuses, party members meet, discuss, and vote for who they think would be the best party candidate. In primaries, party members vote in a state election for a candidate they want to represent them in the general election. So Mosa, which political party do you think suits you? Uh, I personally support the Democratic Party. I support the Democratic Party because um, they they have faith in humans. They they try to help help the immigrants. They uh, they uh, they are not racist uh, like the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the other reason is because. Uh, um, this may sound a bit biased, 
but uh, I support the Democratic Party because uh, Donald Trump um, supports the Republican Party, yeah. and I, I don't really uh, like Donald Trump. He's racist, and yeah. I don't support that. Yeah, I think many people think the same as you, to be honest, that he's racist. Yes. But I support the Democratic Party because they actually care about the environment. They actually do stuff that prevents uh, global warming. And yeah, the Republican, the Republican Party just seems to hate that, to be honest. Oh shit, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll continue on. I'll continue talking about the stages of becoming the president now. Uh, and after primaries and caucuses, each major party, Democrat and Republican, holds a national convention to select a presidential nominee. The party's presidential nominee announces his or her choice for vice president. Uh, the presidential candidates campaign throughout the country, which they spend a lot of money a lot of money doing and yeah, to win the support of the general population uh, and on election day people in every state cast uh, their votes And when people cast their vote, they are actually voting for a group of people called electors. The number of electors each state gets is equal to its total number of senators and representatives in Congress. A total of 538 electors form the Electoral College. Each elector casts one vote following the general election. The candidate who gets 200 or 70 votes or more wins the election and becomes the president of president of the United States so Musa could you tell the audience about how how powerful the president really is like does he control everything by his own or yeah is there something that helps him uh yes um uh, as many people think the president isn't actually that powerful the president only controls one third of the of the power in the united states the other two is the um congress and the judicial branch uh uh, also called the Supreme Court. Yeah. And the Congress con- um, um, contains 100 senators, and the judicial branch is uh, the Supreme Court, which contains uh, very important people. The Supreme Court is um, a court where they con- they control their rules, and they, um, if let's say the let's say the president wants to. Uh, declare war against Afghanistan then the Supreme Court would not allow that and and if the Supreme Court doesn't allow that and then the then the president cannot do it yeah yeah. so um, there's like 
this like a triangle, you know? Mm. Think about it as a triangle. Yeah. And this power is inside the triangle. So the president is one third of the power in the United States. Obviously, the um, the executive branch it contains not only uh, of the president, but contains of the vice president and the uh, candidates as well. Yeah. So um, they are one third of the power in the United States, and yeah. the the judicial branch is one third of the power in the United States. And the um, Congress is also one third of the power in the United States. So for the president to declare war against Afghanistan, he has to not only get support from the Supreme Court, but also from the Congress. Yeah, okay. So they both have to agree with the president. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's not actually that easy for the president to control everything. He doesn't have the power that everyone thinks. That's why um, before they choose a president, they 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 promise, oh, we promise you that, we promise you healthcare, we promise you that. But it's not always they could achieve that. It's just a publicity stunt to get people to vote for that president. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, a uh, short answer to your question. No, the the president does not have as much power as everyone thinks. He's still an important role for the United States, but he doesn't have as much power as everyone thinks. Yeah. So guys, unfortunately, we have come to an end. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you learned something from this podcast. We'll be back next week.